0: Welcome to the Dunkle Index podcast for this Friday, January the 8th edition. I'm Ben, and here with me, as always, is my dad, Bob Dunkle.
1: TGIF, Ben. Good to head into the
0: weekend. Good to get past Thursday. Not a great night for Sixers fans, wouldn't you say? Um. Yes, no, last night did not end up the way uh, any of us hoped it would uh with the nets without Kyrie and KD Sixers didn't just not cover but losing straight up that was pretty disappointing but it's just one game in January so I'm not that worried about it
1: yeah they were due for a little bump in the road uh they'd been red hot coming in six and one but on top of that having Curry now test positive for covid and they're having to stay up in new york for the for the day um to find out i guess if anybody else has gotten it so just kind of highlights the fragility of sports right now and even when you're going good it can change in a split second so hopefully uh, seth as well um you know his father-in-law is going to look out for him i guess that's one good thing about having your father-in-law is your head coach, um, so he'll be taken care of. But, yeah, let's let's hope it didn't spread and that the Sixers aren't shut down for a while.
0: Right, yeah. Hopefully this isn't like uh, with the Ravens where that really kind of derailed their season for a while in the NFL.
1: Yeah, and Curry was playing so well. I mean, the one thing the Sixers have added this year is perimeter shooting with he and Danny Green and Shake Milton um, looking much better. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, let's let's like you said, hope that this doesn't derail what has been a really nice start for Philadelphia. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, they're luckily off tonight. Uh, nothing on the schedule, but uh, we got ten games tonight, so a big big NBA slate.
0: Yep. Yeah, Kyrie also sitting out the Nets game uh, tonight against the Grizzlies. Uh, they don't really know when he's coming back. But uh, yeah, everything just really hard to call right now. Uh, What is not easy typically is even harder this year. But uh, yeah, I think we got three good picks tonight. So uh, you ready to go ahead and get started? Uh, Definitely ready. And to your point, uh, you know, they've loaded up on the dreaded
1: back-to-backs, you know, because of the shortened season. And back-to-backs even in the best of seasons are are hard. But uh, in this world that we're living in now, uh, doubly or if not triply hard. So yeah, that, uh, that's also complicated, the issue. But, yeah, let's, uh, let's start to take a look. Uh, hopefully, we'll head into the weekend with three winners that we uh, like in tonight's matchups.
0: Cool. All right, so our first matchup is Phoenix Suns at Detroit Pistons. Suns, one of the best teams uh, in the league so far. They've beat just about everybody in the West. Uh, they're 6-2 and two overall. Well, the Pistons are really struggling, 1-7 in overall so far this year. The line is set Phoenix by 7 on the road. Uh, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, Phoenix has not missed a beat since uh, its great finish last year in the bubble. Uh, in fact, they look even stronger out of the gate here. And as you said, Ben, they've done a good job matching up in the West. Uh, this is their first kind of foray into the East. And they have the very fortunate scheduling of starting out in Detroit. The Pistons have lost three straight and have given up 120, 125, and 130 points in those three losses. Uh, Detroit right now has the league's worst defense in terms of field goal percentage. They're allowing 50.7% from the field through their first eight games. That was on display big time in their most recent loss of 130-115 setback to Milwaukee on Wednesday when they gave up 82 points in the first half. They're also going to be without their top draft pick, Killian Hayes, tonight. He's out with a hip injury, and Hayes had been picking up a lot of minutes. The Suns did a nice job bouncing back from their loss to the Clippers, on Wednesday with a 123-115 win over Toronto, as the dunkel Index had predicted. The Suns were hot from the perimeter. Uh, they hit 21 of 43-pointers. And the good news there is that free agent acquisition, acquisition Jay Crowder, had a really good game, six of nine from three for 21 points. So if Crowder can get going, as well as Booker, Ayton, and Paul, uh, that's a four headed monster that makes physics, uh, Phoenix even tougher right now. On the season, the Suns come in ranked number three, or pardon me, number five in three point uh, field goal percentage as a team, 39.1%. And they're playing great D under Monty Williams. Uh, they're number one right now in points per game allowed at just over 102 points. So as much as Detroit has struggled on defense, they've uh, been also as bad on offense. Uh, They're ranked just 29th in field goal percentage at 42.8%. So given Phoenix's um, dominance right now on both sides of the ball, Detroit struggling, especially on the defensive end, uh, this looks like a really nice matchup for Phoenix even on the road. The Suns come in five and one against the spread in their last six as a road favorite, and Detroit just eight and seventeen ATS in its last twenty-five games at home. Perfect storm. Uh, we like Phoenix here on the road to carry uh, to cover the single digit of seven. We look at this as closer to a fourteen-point game, so we'll take the Suns minus the seven.
0: All right. Yeah, looking at the uh, Pistons lately, it looks like they lose most of their games close to double digits, about 9 or 10 points.
1: Yeah, they've played a few tough, uh, but the last three have just showed a really bad uh, trend for Dwayne Casey's team. And Phoenix is not the team right now to get it straightened out. If anything, the Suns are going to come in and take full advantage of Detroit's struggles.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. All right, uh, next game up is one where we're going to have to watch the line a little bit because uh, I think it's moving around. We've got Washington at Boston. Uh, the Wizards are 2-6 and six so far this year. Celtics 6-3 and three overall. I've seen this line, Boston by 6.5, Boston by 6. Um, they're going to be without Tristan Thompson and a couple other guys tonight uh, due to contact tracing, I think. So uh, what are your thoughts on this game?
1: Well, as long as they've got Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, and frankly, Peyton Pritchard right now, um, I feel pretty good about this pick. But as you said, we're going to have to watch it during the day. The Celtics have won five of their last six, uh, and that included the revenge rematch against Miami from the Eastern Conference Finals on Wednesday. Uh, That was a miss for the index. We backed the heat on that one. And... Miami did come back from 10 points down in the last two minutes, but Pritchard had a putback with 0.2 seconds left that locked up the 107-105 win for Boston. Um, Bad news for the Wizards coming in is is Tatum and Brown have been a dynamic duo. Uh, Tatum had 27 points in that heat game. Brown had 21 points. And as a team, the Celts have been extremely efficient from the outside. They come in ranked number six in field goal percentage, and number four in three-point percentage. That really plays into Washington's weakness right now, which has been on defense. If you want to sum up the Wizards' season in a nutshell, it's been plenty of Bradley Beal highlights, followed by disappointing losses, especially on the defensive end. That was evident on Wednesday when Beal had 60 points against the Sixers, but the Wiz still lost 141 to 136. Uh, Russell Westbrook dislocated his finger on his right hand. He's uncertain for tonight. But overall, while the scoring has been there for Washington, the defense has just been almost non existent. Wizards ranked 28th in both field goal percentage and three point field goal percentage allowed, and they're last in points per game allowed at 122.9. So, again, given how Boston is playing right now, Tatum and Brown are healthy uh, for tonight's game. This looks like a good matchup for Boston. Wizards come in 4-10-1 against the spread in their last 15 games as an underdog. So they have not done very well playing up uh, to the level of competition. And Boston is 11-2-1 against the spread in their last 14 home games against the Wizards, so Washington has really struggled at TD Garden. We like wa- Boston here, as you said, Ben, there's the, some volatility in that line. We have this Boston by 8.5, so uh, feel comfortable um, you know, where it is right now, 6, 6.5, especially if Brown and Tatum are playing. We're going to take the Celtics minus the 6.
0: All right. Yeah, that uh, six and a half, that extra half point really burned us on uh, Wednesday in the Sixers game. If you had had it at six, I think you would have pushed, but six and a half, uh, you would have lost. Especially with Tobias missing those two free
1: throws out of the stretch. Yes, that was uh, that was a frustrating game, but uh, uh, we did have, make up for it later in the night with that Phoenix call against Toronto. So it a- ended on the high note.
0: Right. Yep. Yep. All right, so uh, moving on to our final game of the day, we've got Charlotte at New Orleans. The Hornets are three and five overall on the year, the Pelicans four and four. And Pelicans are favored by six and a half in the Smoothie King Center tonight. What do you think about that?
1: Well, I guess we can say they'll be balling at the Smoothie King
0: tonight, huh? Yes, ball on ball.
1: Ball on ball. I'm sorry I had to do that. I know that was really bad. But,
0: yes, this is the LaMelo versus Lonzo
1: first professional matchup game. I don't know if that gets too many people excited, but we'll tune in to see some of that. Um, The Hornets got the game they have been looking for uh, when they signed free agent Gordon Hayward to a four-year, $120 million contract in his last outing. He had a career-high 44 points. In the Hornets' 102-94 win over Atlanta on Wednesday, they're going to need more of that out of Gordon Hayward the rest of this season. It helped snap a three-game skid for the Hornets. And the defense was equally tough against Trey Young and the usually high-scoring Hawks. They held Atlanta to a season-low 11 points in the first quarter. That's not good news for the Pels, who've had a tough week so far. Uh, they blew a 10-point lead in the final two minutes against Indiana before losing in o- overtime. And then on Wednesday, they lost to a rebuilding OKC team, 111-110. to 110. And it's got Stan Van Gundy fuming about the defensive effort uh, on by his Pels right now. But the offense has struggled as well. And they're ranked uh, dead last in three-point field goal percentage uh, at just 31%. And 27th in free throw percentage. You know, Zion gets to the line a lot. Ingram gets to the line a lot. But they're not converting a lot right now. Just 70.9% from the free throw line. So even the freebies um, are hurting New Orleans at the moment. And the Hornets' D has been on the season decent from the perimeter. Uh, holding teams to 33.6% from beyond the arc, which ranks fifth in the league. So given the shooting troubles right now of New Orleans and the Hornets coming off of a, a good good win uh, against Atlanta and playing some some tough D at the moment, we like Charlotte in this matchup. We don't see this as an easy bounce back for New Orleans. They need an easy game right now, but the Hornets just don't look to be it. They're 10-2-1 in their last... 13 games against the spread as an underdog. So James Borrego's team has done a good job of keeping games close. And the Pels come in 0-4 against the spread in their last four as a home favorite. So uh, sorry, Pels fans. This just does not look like the easy game you were hoping for. Uh, We're going to take Charlotte plus the 6.5. This looks closer to point, two-point game. So uh, Hornets to keep this one close uh dunkel index taking the the points on this one
0: all right and as we were just talking about it the line moved to new orleans minus seven so good for us good for us going
1: up um yeah i think uh conventional wisdom is that charlotte should be easy but they don't look to be the easy matchup they're looking for tonight Uh
0: yeah really tough schedule tonight in the nba so gotta pick your places um Game I'm really interested in, uh, see if the Raptors can break through against the Kings tonight, but not going to touch that game.
1: Yeah, we are predicting a Raptors win here. Um, they're bound to break loose at some point. Um, Sacramento's had a tough couple tough games here, so um, we are going to bat the uh, the Raptors on that one.
0: All right, but I agree uh... with you
1: that that looks uh, that looks like a tough call because uh, Yeah, Toronto definitely has not kicked it into gear yet. So uh, unless you feel uh, super confident uh, against this Kings team, I'd stay away as well. Full slate of NBA games tonight. Uh, So check out all of our picks at dunkleindex.com. Ben, you mentioned uh, you're interested in Toronto tonight. Um, I've actually got my eye on the Houston Rockets-Orlando game. Uh, Houston, much like Toronto, I think we're expecting to have a breakout game, so I like Orlando for that matchup. And then uh, the Utah Jazz have continued to struggle. They're in Milwaukee tonight. Uh, That line is suspiciously low, so um, we're in agreement on that. We think the Jazz are going to give Milwaukee a little bit of a game. So come take a look at all our NBA picks. We've got a full slate of college basketball as well, not only tonight but uh, tomorrow, so make sure to get all your college basketball picks. And then we've got uh, the NFL playoffs starting on Saturday and, of course, the college football playoff championship on Monday between Ohio State and Alabama. So thanks to everybody for listening to all the podcasts and visiting the website. And, Ben, we got plenty of sports this week, so it's cold outside. Might as well stay in and watch.
0: Yes, uh, I will be taking it all in uh, for sure. A lot lot of good action tonight. So looking forward to it. And yeah, thank you everybody for listening and we'll be back next week. All right, Ben, talk to you soon. Okay, see ya.